Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ooh, savage. I like to keep it real simple. Well, it's time for an update. Oh, where do we begin on this episode? So, week before Thanksgiving, and if you have seen my recent feed and Josh's recent feed, there's probably a lot of questions and assumptions going on right now. If you have not, let me take a step back. So, I don't even know, was it a week ago? Not sure when. I did a video and it said, when will you be, when, when will you get married? And it said 2024. And I'm like, wait, what? Just not, I don't know. It's just not in my head of, I have to be married by this time. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I think the older that we get, maybe the wiser, I don't know, but I feel like the older I have gotten, the less I care about the, I don't know, society where it says, oh, you need to be married. You need to have a kid. You need to do this. You need to do that. Screw that. I'm just not there. I'm not at that point where I should feel or anyone, honestly, I don't think anyone should be at that point where they feel pressured because society says this is what you should do. Oh, you should be married. Oh, you should be with someone. Oh, you should have kids. Oh, you should do this. Oh, you should do that screw that do what you feel is right for you I don't think everyone's cut out to be married I just don't do I think people are cut out to be alone no but it doesn't mean people have to be married it doesn't mean people can't just be together or be engaged or whatever it's whatever works for you and your partner is how I feel about it so with that being said I just never thought okay I have to be married by this time and Things are going great and and I need this and I need that. That's just not. I feel like with Josh, I've taken things slow on the important stuff. Yes, I feel like we moved fast in the beginning because we clicked so well. And 
I know this is going to be a word people are going to like, but the love bombing of let me give you everything I possibly can. And when you're in the public eye, you think through all of those things. Okay, is he love bombing me? Is this going to stop? Is it not going to stop? Is he going to relax a bit once he feels like he has me? What about this? What about that? And I have to say, for the most part, as I think through all of these things, because like I said, I I got the filter that said, oh, you'll be married in 2024. And then I don't know, the next filter I did said, when will you be engaged? And it said two weeks. Well, Josh did his and the first take on both of his was the same thing. So we I had put mine up. I didn't know he was going to be doing his. um, But obviously people are like, hey, you should do yours, you should do yours. So he did his and that's what happened. So I'm saying all of these things because when you're thinking about a next step, especially, especially if, like for me, I've been married before, I don't want to feel like I'm making another choice that will end the way the other choices have ended. I don't, I don't want to say mistake. I know we throw that word around. I don't want to say mistake because I have a beautiful, intelligent, caring, loving little boy that I would never, ever, ever want to change. So I I probably say mistake at times and I don't mean to say that and I shouldn't say that because I did have the best thing ever happen. But as you think through, okay, this could be, this could be the next step. It's getting there. It's being talked about, you know, whatever. We don't talk about it every single day, but I know I know where where things are. So as you're talking through, okay, in your own head or to your partner, okay, is this what I want? Is this the person that I want to be with? Is this the person I want to spend the rest of my life with? Because I think once you have been there, done that, in order to put yourself in that space again, I, I think you think through it even more of like, look, I know what happened or what the downfalls were in in this past marriage I want to make sure that doesn't happen here I want to make sure that there's no similarities in that so thinking through everything it's like okay is he still doing what he did in the beginning like there was a lot in the beginning was he just love bombing and then it quit well it's been what seven and a half months which doesn't seem like a long time to me I'm like that's just too soon that's that's quick that's so soon. But then on the other hand, I'm like, wow, I look back at all of this stuff that we have traveled together and done things together and conversations and all of those things, just life experiences that I'm like, huh, okay, it's definitely sped up more than seven months. With us living apart from each other, when we visit each other, we stay there. So that happened pretty early on too. It's either get a hotel or you end up staying together. So I feel like the amount of time spent together has been more than probably most people who live in the same city, to be honest. So thinking through all of those things of, okay, was he love bombing? Well, nope, he still does this. He still does that. That That's still moving. Yep, that's still going. Did it drop a little bit? It did. Did it pick back up? Yeah, it did. So I think through all of those things, then I think through, obviously, is this a person I want to live the rest of my life with? Because if I want to get married again, I don't want it to be 
short term. I mean, my my last marriage, we were together six years and then married almost 12. That's not short term. So I want to think through of, is this a person that I can wake up to next, you know, next to every single day and say, okay, cool. This is my person. Now, look, I know there's going to be arguments. I know there's going to be disagreements. I know all of those things, but is it going to be a situation where I'm like, oh my goodness, I wish he wasn't here more than not. Like I, I don't want that. So thinking through the love bombing, thinking through, is this a person I want to be with? Thinking through the really hard piece of the distance. And I just don't really speak on this too much because there's a lot of people involved in it. There's just a lot. Knowing that if an engagement comes, if a marriage comes, there's going to have to be choices that will be made, whether it's keep things exactly how they are or shift some things around, you know, whatever it might be. In my head, this entire time, I do not want Josh to spend any less time with his children. I just, I know how it is for my son and the limited time that he gets because of his dad's work schedule. I see what that does to him and I don't want that to happen to Josh's children. So with that being said, on the kid part, I get it. He has teenagers. I have an 11-year-old. So they are at different spots. I know when I was a teen, I could care less. I just wanted to play my sports, hang out with my friends. I didn't really care. And I think that's just a cycle that every kid goes through, right? The parents are cool. Then they're not cool. Then they go off to college. Then they realize, oh man, they've really been doing a lot. Then after that, it's like, okay, all right. Yep. I understand. My parents are actually there for me and have done a lot for me. So I get, I get that piece of it. And I know that will be coming for me when Cohen becomes a teenager. I'm hoping that it doesn't, but I'm sure that it will. So I want to not take time away that the kids want to spend with him and vice versa. So that's another factor in all of this. It's not just as easy as saying, oh, okay, yes, I'll accept this ring or, you know, like I'll accept this rose. There's, There's a lot to it. And with me being so independent, I'm like, is this what I want? Do I want to be married do I want to and like accept a ring what what do I want to do what do I honestly want to do and I think that just being so independent you look at things differently do I love him yes if I haven't spoken with him or FaceTime him or we're in an argument and I'm pissed at him and the FaceTime pops up and he's on the screen instantly butterflies are there and I'm like wow I really love this man I'm still gonna still gonna be mad a little bit (laughs) that's kind of just it's just where it is but that independent side of me you know that hey I can do this on my own I really don't have to have anyone that's another piece that I have to work through and I didn't realize I would have to work through that piece again Because initially I worked through it when we first started dating. And I thought, do I want to date anybody? I had been avoiding dating like the freaking plague. Like I had told one of my friends, I'm like, legit, I just don't want to date. 
Like, can I just say I'm dating someone and then people will just stop asking me and then like we can just hang out when we feel like hanging out and don't when we when we don't like that's just kind of where my mindset was. My focus was just not on that at all. So being independent, deciding, okay, yeah, 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 I can do this. I want to be in a relationship. I got to let some walls and I got to do this. It's like another set of walls being independent and now thinking of the next step. And it's honestly, it's a bit scary because dating someone, you still have your independence, right? You still, you still, and I know people out here are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. You still have your independence. You still have, well, where I live, this is my space. This, you know, you have your safe haven of it just being you and yours and your time and all of that stuff. When someone else comes into your life when you get to the engagement piece or the marriage piece, there's no, hey, uh, let's dip out for a little while or, you know, we need to take a break or things like that. That's just not, that's just not how in my book that it works. So knowing that putting that, having him put, I should say that ring on my finger, I know some independence is going to go away and I don't know if I'm ready for that. I'm, I don't know. I guess time will tell, but I don't think it's a very huge secret that most people know if I would, which Josh calls it all in, if I would be all in at this point, there would already be a ring on my finger. And to his credit, he's like, I understand that you're not ready. I know that you're not ready. We've had that conversation in the past. And I respect that because I don't I don't feel many people would take that step back and say, ooh, she's not ready. They would go at their own pace. And what I mean by that is, well, he's ready. So he would be like, hey, I'm ready. So here, here's a ring. And instead of taking that step back and saying, oh, wait, hold on. It's two of us in, in this relationship. Most people, most guys, I, I feel would be like, I'm ready. She must be ready. All girls are ready. Like, let's just do this. So I want to give him that credit of listening and understanding and taking cues and just listening to the conversations that we've been having. I think that is just a different level of respect. And I appreciate that more than he probably knows. I do tell him, but sometimes I think it's hard to articulate 100% how you feel. So giving him the respect on that piece, I know that it's me holding things up. Do I feel pressure on that side? No. And here's why. I am independent and I know that if anything happens, I got this. I'm, I'm good. Will I be hurt? Yes, but I'm good. I... I struggle with that piece also because I don't want him to think hold on a second, she's so independent, she doesn't want or need me. And I explained that to him early on, like, hey, we're together because I want you. I want you in my life. I don't have to have you. I don't need you to come in and clean things up for me. I don't need you to come in and do this or that for me. I just need you to come in and be a partner. I need you to be a supporter. I need you to be someone that just is a teammate with me. All of the things that I feel like a marriage and a partnership should be. So 
it's scary to me a little bit of letting go of that independence because once you have been divorced and you gain all the independence back, it's hard to just let it go. Knowing that, okay, I did that before. That was the end result. Here we go. Now, I get it. He is not the same as my ex. Totally understand that. I'm not the same as his ex. Totally understand that. But you still have this guarded piece of you that plays the what if game. And I know that's not the best thing ever is to sit and play what if. But I do feel like I'm an analyzer. I probably, okay, 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 okay. I overanalyze, which is fine. That's fine. That's just who I am. I'm working on it, but that's who I am. But I also feel like that's a good thing for me because I feel like when I was younger, I did just jump into things. I did just, okay, let's go with the flow. My first marriage, which we have talked about before, was let we met. We literally were just, I mean, 21, I think, when I met. 21, 22. We were just young. Just young and carefree. And it was like, ah. And he was in the military. And we all know when you're in the military, things speed up like 20,000 bazillion years. So it's like, okay, well, let's get married. Okay, why not? Like, why not? And so now I'm like, absolutely not. I'm going to pick through everything, whether it's verbally right to him or not. A lot of the things I'm thinking through my head. But I'm like, okay, do I like that? Do I not like that? Is that okay? Because who cares? I mean, if that happens, then that's fine. Like, who really cares if that happens? But is that a deal breaker or is that a deal breaker? And if that's not a deal breaker, then that's fine. I know I have some that he probably has a deal breaker. That's totally fine. So thinking through all of these things as I'm going, okay, do I want this to be something lifelong? I feel like I've taken my time on this relationship more so than than anything. Now, I have avoided relationships, like I said, but getting into this one, there was something different about him from the start. Yes, we have had our disagreements. We have had our arguments. I have told him before, like, I'm done. I don't, I'm good. Like, when you go, you can stay home or when you go, you need to stay there for a little while. Like, let me think, I need my space. Absolutely, I have said that. So I don't want people to think that this relationship has always been sunshine and rainbows and we've never had a disagreement. We've never had whatever. And we're living in this fairyland. That is not the case. Matter of fact, we got into a little disagreement yesterday. So we're human. Our relationship might be public and we might not say it all the time of, oh, he's getting on my nerves or she's getting on my nerves or whatever. But I feel like when those things happen, we do our best, our best to try and tackle whatever it is and then just move on. So some of the times it's like it's something silly and then you move on. But there's other times where I'm like, oh, my gosh, we've talked about this for three hours. Like, I can't do this. I I, I can't. Like, I feel claustrophobic. Like, I can't. But in the same token, I have to understand that people's love languages are a little bit different. For me, I want to handle it. It'd be cut and dry and we'd be done. He likes to talk through it a little bit more. I like to talk through it only if I don't understand it. If I don't understand something, I'm like, okay, but you said this, so help me here. And I'll say that, I'll be like, help me here. Uh, But the communication piece that he has, it's like, 
I don't want to be that person that says, I've always wanted a great communicator. And then when they communicate and over-communicate, now I'm like, well, damn, that's too much. <laughs> can I have a buzzer for you? Like, when, when I'm done listening, can I just, meh? <laughs> like Simon Cow, can I just exit <laughs> when I'm done listening? <laughs> That would be amazing. That would end in a lot of divorces and breakups, I'm sure, if you could walk around with the buzzer like, <laughs> your time is up, sir. <laughs> or if I have this timer, TikTok gave me this little water timer. I could just put that on and turn it off. Okay, that's so toxic. <laughs> you got this much time, sir. This much time. Or literally just carried an alarm clock. Ah, sorry, we're done. You might have made a really important point, but <laughs> conversation is over <laughs> no I can't do that but like I said nit for me in my head nitpicking everything and, and that's in like my side included like I want to make sure I'm taking a look back and I'm saying okay I want a communicator he overly communicates okay I said I wanted a communicator so do I want that or do I not want that? And hands down, that's definitely what I want. So those little things that you're working through. Um, I mean, little silly things. like, <laughs> And feel free to mess with him on this one. He left and he did the laundry. Well, he put the laundry in a basket. Well, I had no idea. So it's been a couple of days. I didn't know the laundry was in a basket. So I went down to like resume the laundry and realized there's... A whole basket full of clothes that have been sitting there. So what happens there? They get wrinkled. <laughs> I don't own an iron, people. <laughs> I don't own an iron. So literally, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I now have to rewash these. So I'm trying to put them in the dryer and hope that the wrinkles will come out. I know, listen, fine, come for me because that's the lazy way. But I'm not trying to iron. I'm sorry. I don't own an ironing board. I legit don't even know if I have an iron. Like, in all seriousness, I don't know. I need to get a steamer is what I need to get. But either way, I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's so freaking annoying. Now, we had the conversation. I'm like, hey, can you please do me a favor? Can you make sure if there are clothes that are done, tell me and I'll fold them or keep them in the dryer so I can just run the cycle back, you know, whatever. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I just was trying to take – the towels, this sounds like a married conversation, but I was just trying to take the wet towels in the dryer and move them to the, or sorry, the washer and move them to the dryer so they wouldn't get all like moldy and stinky and whatever. So I was like, oh, okay. So it made sense to me why he did it. But at first I was like, are you joking me? I know he just did not leave a whole freaking full, full laundry basket full of clothes that are just getting all wrinkled. And some of them are the things that like there you got to just rewash them. Like you just have to. But having that that communication back and forth instead of him just being like, "Oh, okay, yeah, whatever." <laughs> He's like, "Oh, okay, hey, I did that because of X, Y, and Z." So I appreciate I appreciate that. And I would rather have the communicator on something as silly as that because then it kind of diffused it for me like, "Oh, that's why he did that." Versus, "Oh my god, just is this just how people are? Is this how guys are? <laughs> like they don't think through. <laughs> but I nitpick all of that in in saying, I want the communicator. I love the time that we spend together. Am I always gonna want that? Am I gonna want my own space? And then I think, okay, well, as an independent person, am I gonna want someone in my space 24 seven? And the answer is no. 
but I don't think anyone should. I don't think it's healthy to have anyone in your space 24-7. You need to take breaks from each other. I don't mean like Ross and Rachel were on a break. I mean, you need to take a break of, okay, well, I'm going to go out with my friends or my girlfriends or whatever. I'm going to go out and hang out with them or I'm going to go do a spa day, which I can't even tell you last time I've done that, but I'm going to go do some self-care or I'm just going to go to the coffee shop and read a book, or I'm going to go do something that we are not together 24 seven. So I, like I said, nitpick, I I think through it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, do I want someone in my space 24 seven? And then I think about it. I'm like, well, no one's going to be in anyone's space 24 seven. He will be going back and forth and I have things I have to do. So I'm like, okay, that checks that one off. But it does make me nervous about, like I said, the independence piece. So the time spent, okay, this is my space. You know, I, I have my house. I jokingly said to him, like, what are you going to bring? Like, <laughs> my house is fully furnished. Like, what would you bring here? And then I, you know, nitpick. And, and nitpick's probably not the right word, but, like, I think through, right? I shouldn't probably say nitpick all this, but I, I'm even doing it to myself. But thinking through, okay, well, yes, my house is fully furnished, really don't need anything if he comes here and he doesn't bring anything of his own is he gonna feel at home is he gonna feel like it's his home now we're merging together will we feel you know like a cohesive unit or is he gonna feel like well this is just her space and only her space so I'm thinking through all of those things and my independent self I'm like well um do I want to give up anything like I have an office do I want to give that up I have do I want to give that up You know, I'm thinking through, and I think that that's normal, but I think it's on an elevated level when you have been divorced recently. And I say that, I mean, what, it's been five, oh my goodness, five, five and a half years. So it's been a while for me. And I'm kind of like, I I like what I'm doing. Like, I, I got my space. I got my time. I have all of these things. I have my time with my son. So again, just thinking through of what would change and what I want that to change and what about that independence. So what I've kind of come to is I feel like in the last relationships that I've had, right, marriage, because I really didn't have a relationship outside of Josh since I've been married, I really feel like I gave up so much of my independence in my past relationships. That's probably why I'm fighting so hard to keep what I have. And I think there's a healthy way, a very, very healthy way to keep that independence without pushing your partner away and without feeling like you're giving up everything of your independence. So full circle here, thinking, oh my goodness, I'm so independent, I don't wanna be in a relationship okay, fine, I'll be I'll be in a relationship. Now realizing, I think, again, as you get older, you know what you want, you know what you don't want. Because there would be people that would, hey, do you want to, nope, I'm not even interested, I know why. Because of X, Y, and Z, I see it, I don't have any interest in it, I don't want to do that, I'm good, thank you, no thank you. Um, we can be friends, so I have a lot of friends, but thinking through all of that of, okay, is this person worth giving up some of my independence? Am I good with giving up some independence? And then coming to the realization of, is he worth 
yes, he is worth giving up some of that. And I think some of that is probably protection mode, too, of, well, you know what? If I stay independent, if something happens, I'm going to be okay. If I stay independent and we break up, we don't have everything merged together, so it wouldn't be that hard. And that's not the best way to look at things. However, coming from a divorce, that's just the way you look at things. You're not trying to look at it as, oh, it's going to fail before it starts, but you're trying to look at the entire picture before before anything super serious, before the ring gets put on. I mean, I literally have gone up one side and down the other and it's like everyone's like you're not ready you're not ready well you seem like they they say you seem like you're not ready you seem like you're not ready and it's the truth I just don't know if I'm ready or not because there are days where I'm like he is definitely worth me giving up the independence but there are other times where I'm like okay is this how it's gonna start me giving up a little independence and then all of it goes (laughs) So I think that's where some of that hesitation is. And then I think through of, oh my goodness, well, first marriage, I got married pretty quick. Second one took six years. So then I keep thinking, well, this is kind of soon, seven months, whatever. Well, we can have a long engagement. But then I also think, hold on, I took six years for the second marriage and that was what it was. So I don't know. It's like going in your head around and round and thinking, you know, all the pros, all the cons. What do I do? And I'm saying all this because there are so many of us out there that are independent. And I think that is my stumbling block. Do I know that that Josh loves me? Absolutely. Do I know that he wants to literally protect my heart? I do genuinely feel that way. Do I feel that he has my best interest? I do feel that way. Do I feel that he loves me and has loved me differently than anyone has ever loved me? I do feel that way. And I felt that way way early on. I know way, way, way early, you know, I was asked, oh my gosh, do you think he's the one? And I was just like, if he stays this way, I could definitely see it. I could definitely see it. So I'm saying all of this because we do have a public relationship It's not always the easiest to have a public relationship, but I'm saying this because I have a strong feeling the ring is coming at some point. (laughs) The ring is coming at some point. Uh, But I also want it to be on our time. I know right now it's kind of more on my time because I'm not 1 million percent ready, but also talking through all of this with you guys right now on this podcast, is anyone going to ever be one bazillion percent ready? Coming from a divorce, I think you're going to always have that in the back of your head of, okay, wait, what went wrong? Let me make sure this doesn't go wrong. And, and you know, let's make sure that we're solid on, on all, of, all of these accounts. But I don't know whether it's seven days, seven years. Okay, seven days is a bit extreme. Seven months, seven years. Yes, you have more time together, but I do think all of it ends up being just a choice. If you both love each other and you have open lines of communication and when there is an issue, you're able to work through those together seamlessly, 
Yes, there's hiccups, but you're able to work through those. At the end of the day, you're able to work through those and you love each other unconditionally. I think it then just becomes a choice daily of am I going to continue to love this person this way? Now, listen, I know people F up and do some stupid stuff, stupid, stupid stuff. And I don't, in my opinion, I don't think there's excuses for that. Like, sorry, if there's a cheating situation, you're gone to the streets. I am not sticking around. I am. It's not happening. I'm not doing it. So with all of that, I think that it is a choice and again, I mean, even that's a choice, right? So if someone does cheat, they're making the choice to say, well, you know what? I, I don't want to be in this relationship anymore and I'm just going to go do this instead. So everything is a choice. And I do think that you have to choose to continue to love someone daily and continue to connect daily and communicate daily because if not, then I think things just start to fall apart. So I think that we have a pretty good foundation of the communication piece, of the love piece, of the respect piece, all of that. But man, that stubbornness and independence. (laughs) It still comes in strong. It still comes in strong. (laughs) And God love Josh for being able to see through that some of this has nothing to do with him. And everything to do with me and everything to do with my comfortability and just what I need. So find someone that's willing to be patient, someone that's willing to listen. I don't want to say help fix because I don't need I don't need that. And I don't think anyone else needs someone to come in and try and fix things for them. But it's someone that is willing to help you get to the next point. I mean, if you had something traumatic happen and let's say that person does something similar and it raises flags for you. Well, there was, and I, I wish I had off the top of my head, something that Josh did that I'm like, that raises huge flags with me. And he's like, oh, okay, well, that will never happen again. And it hasn't. So Find someone that's willing to continue to work on not just you together as a relationship, but themselves, right? And you as an individual have to say, I need to continue to work on myself to grow as well. Bottom line, independent people, we are something else. (laughs) We are something else. (laughs) It makes us who we are, but we also have to take a step back and... If we are going to let someone in our our life, especially someone that we are going to let in long term, I guess we just have to make that decision. Are they worth? Are they worth it? And on that note, you guys are going to have to wait to see. And I'm out. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge, now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.